Yeah. So I had to start working for millionaires to realize how millionaires think. It's like, nobody's going to tell you that. I had to start working for successful podcasts to realize how successful podcasters think, you know? So yeah, I, I, uh, it's not a viable, good, viable form of business for people who are bad at business. So it's like, if you're not good yeah. at podcast, if you don't know media and you don't know business and you're, and you're not a, you know, I think you have to be a, not that you have to be an overachiever, but you kind of have to grind it out if you want a podcast to be successful if you're not in those things it's not going to be a good form a viable business for you plus if you're not a good speaker or interviewer on top of that like if you just if you have everything stacked against you i would just do something else i would just write a book or something you know so i think for most people most things aren't viable and that's just podcasting falls into that category to overcome you must educate. Educate not only yourself, but educate anyone seeking to learn. We are all dead America. We can all learn something. To learn, we must challenge what we already understand. The way we do that is through conversation. Sometimes we have conversations with others. However, some of the best conversations happen with ourselves. Reach out and challenge yourself. Let's dive in and learn something right now. Today we are speaking with Ryan Sullivan. Ryan Sullivan is the founder of the Podcast Principles. He is also a rapper, a DJ, and a podcaster. Ryan, you want to give yourself an introduction and tell people a little bit about who you are, please? Yeah, thanks, Ed. Really appreciate you having me on here. Uh, found you on Podmatch, and I uh, just always love connecting with with uh, podcasters. But yeah, I'll introduce myself. I mean, um, if you want to go titles, yeah, rapper, producer, DJ, podcaster, founder, whatever. Not in that order. Just depends on the day or the week. Uh, but really, I mean, I'm a creative person. Uh, I have a business. I work for myself. I, I have a a part-time job as a DJ as well, but I'm just full-time me. I'm just building a brand. Uh, and I've been doing that for, I guess for like really like half my life, but more seriously now in the past, like four years. So, um, to put it simply, um, my day job is helping people launch their podcasts. So that's podcast launch production. Um, really our bread and butter is helping people, uh, just build the podcast. So we do that, uh, one-on-one -on -one with them. Um, and then, yeah, I make music. I've been doing that for a long time, been releasing, performing, you know, et cetera. So, um, yeah, man, just like doing creative stuff. And I just kind of like, you know, do whatever I want to do and just try to do that consistently. So. That's, that's the way to live life. You know, if more people would see that and be more creative with their time, it, it, it would help society quite a bit. You know, you've, you've been through quite a bit. Uh, you're, you came and got your friend off of heroin. Tell us about that first off. Yeah, so that was in high school. And in high school, I took a psychology class. And my psychology teacher ended up being this guy who was really like a almost like a therapist for the some of the kids in the school like he was just a very down-earth guy you felt like you could talk to him he wasn't going to judge you um so he actually helped us it was me and i think two or three of my other friends um i actually so i'll back up a little bit before i go into this so my friend who w was on heroin 
he didn't start that way. I actually, we actually smoked weed together, like, you know, when we were like 15 or something like that. Right. And so he had like not done anything, any drugs before, but un- unfortunately his sister actually was, um, addicted to heroin. So he, that was kind of in his environment. So he's a little bit predisposed to that. Um, and then, it, yeah, he just kind of went down the rabbit hole or the kind of that route, um, from that to cocaine and it was this was in high school like this was just like during high school you know it wasn't like we're 27 years old here and so we got my we got his girlfriend at the time who was like a little bit of an enabler you know that we kind of learned out learned later but you know this psychology teacher and then a few of my friends and we kind of made a game plan like we were going to get him out of the house and then we were going to sit down with his parents and kind of like tell you know hey like what are you doing here let's find the needles let's go up and you know actually try to do something about this so um yeah i include that you know in the in kind of in my bio just because um i like to say now like he's over 700 days sober now um he's one of my best friends um i had a live performance a a month about a month ago and he was able to pull, pull pull up to that and you know it's like being friends with him now is like the same he's like he's reminding me of the person that he was before he got into all that stuff. So um, I'm really happy for him. And uh, he would love that I'm, I'm talking about him on this podcast. So I'll definitely send this to him too. Uh, his name's Anthony. So uh, yeah, he's a great guy, man. But but yeah, back then, I mean, we didn't, not that it didn't work what we were trying to do. It's just like, you can't do that. Like you can't just sit down with somebody's parents and be like, hey, help us get them off heroin. Like they have to do it. They have to want to do it. Um, and that's yeah, man, I'm, yeah, it's key. So I'm proud of him. Um, but that's just, yeah, that's just one story of like, just one thing that I went through with my buddy where it's like, we just were smoking weed. And the next thing you know, he's down this, down this Avenue. Yeah. Yeah. That happens in life sometimes, you know, and also you've had experience with mushrooms, you know, you ate basically an eighth of an ounce of mushrooms and had a experience there. How did that make you feel? Yeah, so I probably had a couple instances with them before that. Um, tried acid too, but it really wasn't my thing. Um, and and I really like talking about this because people don't talk about it. Like, I have a business, I have clients. Like, you know, people would say, "Ah, oh, you shouldn't talk about that stuff." And you know, like my career is based on me, right? So, but I think that's a, pr- a pro because, you know. I can get another client, but a lot of people, it's hard to get another job, you know? So I feel like it's kind of my obligation to talk about this stuff. Um, but anyway, yeah. So, you know, it was just like a classic, like just case of like me and my friends going out, like messing around, no, no trip sitter, nobody there to like watch us. We just like, I live near the Delaware river. So we were kayaking and tubing and we just all took them. And I got to a point where, you know, it was amazing. Like it was like the best experience ever. Cause like you're in this flowing water and it's like, you know, for people just listening, I'm in like a, like a, like I'm doing a jumping jack and it's like, you're just like floating through the water, you know? And so that was amazing. But then I got to this point where I didn't see anybody anymore. So it's like, oh, this is interesting. Like, where's everybody else? And then I see them all down river and it's me at the top of these, like, they're not rapids, like, like waterfall rapids. They're just like, like rocks in the river. And it's a pretty big wide river. Like it would be hard for an average person to swim across this river. Like it's pretty big. And so I see them and they're trying to come up to me, but I can't, they can't come up to me because they already went down. Like we have no like motorized <laughs> vehicles here. So yeah. yeah, I basically like at the end of this trip, like walked through all of these rapids. And so, you know, came out at the end of the rapid, 
you know, at the end of it, I was trying to go to the shore. I was trying to figure out, like, I was a little bit of panic because I had no life preserver and I had a an, an, uh, deflated inner tube. <laughs> That's all I had, you know? And, and, and this was not just any day. This was the 4th of July. So everybody's uh, out there with their kids. They're on boats. They're, I'm like the show for a second. Like everybody's watching me. <laughs> and I'm also like kind of tripping. So I'm walking through these rapids. And I just was like, you know what? I guess I just got to walk through it, you know? Like, I just have to, I realize, like, I can't float through it because I'm not buoyant and I have no flotation. I can't walk to the side because I can't walk laterally. And so I just walked through, like, I just walked downstream. I just walked down them. Like, each rock, man, I came out of that. Don't know how long it was. And I literally had, like, one little cut of my foot. Like, I was completely fine. And then I hear something next to me. And this guy goes, hey, partner. And I'm like, what? And then it's my friend. And he pulls me up onto his boat and makes me a hot dog. Like, it literally was the most, it was the craziest shit. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, man, like, it was super scary. But it's, like, really fun now to, like, think about. Like, I'm really glad I had that experience. Like, just full life appreciation. Like, it doesn't take, it doesn't take much to appreciate, you know, those things. And that was just one instance. Well, you know, I've I've had many, many trips myself. And I... I choose not to do any of that anymore because, you know, I've had my day with that and I've learned a lot from it. And I, I've seen so much destruction because of drugs. I'm not against drugs. People are free to do as they need to do to learn in life. I'm, I'm always there for people because it's part of life. These drugs, these well, it's medicine Things too, that right? Pop like, in and out. Like for some one person, it's a drug. Some people see it person, like that, yeah. It's medicine, and it's really just an exogenous substance, right? So it's like if you were to look at it without right. any lens, you would just see it as a thing, right? Like if like a mushroom coming out of a cow patty Correct. in nature is just a mushroom. It, it has no connotations to anything in the That's world right. it just is kind of what it is so yeah i mean i'm with you man like i've seen drugs destroy way more things than they have helped a hundred percent you know so yes i totally get it you know um i have my yeah man i try to just keep my balance and not you know have a dependency on any you know one i thing. think it's a maturity level really when you choose to do that and you know that's really what life is about is maturing and if you don't go through some of that you're never going to mature in a proper way you you might think you are but you don't understand what somebody's going through because you've never been there but sometimes if you've been there you can totally understand and see that hey life is what it is and it's precious too so the next step here is i understand you see life as something as a gift it it's there to take by the horns you do this pretty well uh you've got a lot of confidence and you're eager to do things that help change the world tell us how you got to that sort of an attitude with you know just do it nobody else is going to do it for you do it yeah, great, great question. Great way to set that up too. And and you know, it's interesting to like look at these things and like analyze myself. So I don't see me. It's because I am me. So 
Um, so that's, there's a bias <laughs> for sure, but yeah, right. man, I mean, I would say, um, first it's like, okay, so, you know, negativity has never really gotten me anywhere. So it's like, okay, so I could kind of try to like, if I were to eliminate that entirely, my life would be better. I might not see the negative things. Like I might also be ignoring things that are just realistic. You know, so I don't think it's I, I don't think that I think there's toxic optimism. Right. So I think that yes. there's spe there's a spectrum to this. Right. That's like you don't want to become a guru because you then you think, you know, it all. And if you think, you know, it all, then you're the then you don't actually know. Then you can't really help people. You know, so that's right. I don't want to go down that route. So I try to keep it realistic. But um, I've been around people who were much more pessimistic or I'll say like, I'll just use an example, right? Like even my parents, like, so my parents had a, you know, pretty good relationship up until when they had kids, probably like maybe five to 10 years into having kids, their relationship started to fall apart. So I realized that they didn't do, they didn't, neither of them kind of took charge on that or took a lead on that to like try to fix it. I think it was kind of just an acceptance of like, this is done. So I think for me, like that really influenced me and when I started just to use, keep that same example, like I started to understand it's like, oh no, there's like ways that people try to fix their like marriage, right? Just for that, for example, right? There's ways that people try to fix their business when it's not working. Like there's ways that people try to fix their podcast when it's not working. So, you know, I think for me, like the kind of positivity or, you know, just that kind of realization of, okay, it's just like, the next move, right? Like it's just the next rep that I need. It's not, it's not like that's, that's the solution to basically everything, right? Like I just lost my grandfather. You just lost your, your brother. It's if we, we could sit all we want and just dwell on it, but it's like, that's not, that's not going to get us a better life, you know? So that's right. That's kind of, I guess, like how I look at this, which is like, I try to be my own leader where I'm like, what would I advise or even the opposite. I, what would I advise somebody else to do if they were me? So that's the kind of lens that I put myself in. And, you know, there's a million different kind of ways that, that why or reasons why I'm like that. But I think, you know, I found self-development and I was personally interested in it, which most people are averse to it completely. So Correct. I was kind of the opposite. And now I was not a pessimist. I'm more of a skeptic, right? Because I left like Boy Scouts. I left that, you know, religion. I left that. So I was more of a skeptic than anything. And so self-development actually started to make sense for me because I'm like, oh, okay, there's no God. Like there's no, you don't need a God for it. You don't need, you know, uh, uh, a community for it. You, I don't need anybody else. I can just do it on my own, at my own pace. And if my friend doesn't understand why I'm meditating, then it doesn't matter. Like it literally just doesn't matter at all. Like it has nothing to do with them. Um, so yeah, I think like the combination of these things, like, I just used like the relationship as an example, but it like, it works in anything. I just do what works for me. Like I tell people in my content and everything that I do and podcasts, anything, I tell you what works for me, tell you what works for my clients, maybe what works for my friends. But other than that, that's all I know, you know? So I think a lot yeah. of people see, they will try something. It'll work a little bit. And then they think that's failure when that thing working a little bit is a success. That's a good point. Right? So, because they'll be like, yeah, but I had a business for a year and only got one sale. Okay, year two, the goal is two sales. 
it's like we're not trying to reinvent the wheel. That's right. Right. So it's like instead that. of being like, oh, I had a business, I only made one sale. It's well, it just depends how you looked at that sale. Oh, I just built a business for five years, then lost it all. Okay. Like that's just the reality. Yeah. Okay. Now what? Right? It's like that's- yeah, but but this, or I should have done this, it doesn't matter, right? So it's like, that's kind of how I look at this, man. I got a lot of good mentors. Like, I, thankfully, like, I've had Gary V. I've had Tony Robbins. I had all these guys, man. It's like, like I said, I got into self-development. So I really had a cheat code to, like, realize that you kind of have to brainwash yourself into this stuff. Like, you know, no, that's nobody's, nobody's going to yeah. plant that seed for you, you know? So I'm just rambling. That's right. Well, no, that's that's good knowledge right there because it's very true. Nobody's going to do that for you. And if you just try to find something to climb on a wagon instead of building it yourself, your life's not going to be fulfilled. So what you really have to do is go out there and achieve what you feel, not what somebody else feels. And I find that so many times. Failure is building blocks. And each time you fail, you have to look back and you've got to rearrange the blocks, you know? So somebody knocked over your pyramid, rebuild the pyramid using a different structure at the foundation, start there, make it stronger. So failures I love and that get up and go that you have, that's gonna take you quite a bit well, i didn't I'll, find it until i was 50 yeah i mean so. i'll say yeah that, and 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 i was actually lucky to have that and also like hey like my grandfathers are like you know especially my dad's dad hardest worker that i've ever seen like my dad's is a, yeah he just knows how to work dude like he doesn't know like you know he, he it's not like he's sitting there studying uh eq you know like he's working like these are like blue collar people so I, I yep. like, I was just had hit a, a really good trajectory where I had like the work ethic plus the internet. So I just combined them yeah. know, together. Yeah. Right. So yeah, I, I think I had the work ethic first and like, so here's an, another point in that, right? Like I think people try to escape what they're doing. Right. So they go like, how much time is it till I'm off today? So I can do the things I want to do. I just do what I want to do all the time. So yeah, that's a good point, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And, and, yeah. and, but the things that I do are hard. So it's like, yeah. but I still love to do it. Like it's going to be harder on paper than somebody who's just given a job. Like I have to make my own yeah. job, you know, like right now my business partner is literally deciding like, should he get a full-time job? Should he stay with us? Should it be part-time? Because it's like, we're not making enough to provide both of us salaries. You know, it's like, there's like real life that happens in this shit and it's really hard. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't, I just could never do the thing. I just didn't like coming home to do and just having low energy doing the stuff I really wanted to do. I'm like, let me see if I could do it. You know, I'd rather work twice as much. I think that's very key, you know, doing your passion, following your passion. And, you know, it doesn't happen unless you make it happen. Following your passion you're doing something you love. So it doesn't matter if it takes 20 years, get it done. That's, that's really the point there. Uh, you state that being a podcaster, you should run it like a business. I love that. I think it's the number one key to being 
successful if you're going to do this, even even if you're a hobbyist, run it like a business. What's your purpose on that and why? Yeah, I'd say especially if you're a hobbyist um, because you're going to look at it. So the podcast success in my you know, or here, I'll back it up. I'll use a different example, right? So success in creating, in building birdhouses is probably just building birdhouses, right? Like there's no like time frame on like, I need 50 by Wednesday. Like you're just building birdhouses to build birdhouses. But with podcasting, there's an audience involved. Like there's all these other people involved. And I'm not saying with birdhouses, yeah, there's, you, you're, you're, you're probably going to have clients, right? You're going to have people that buy the birdhouses, yep. but but that's not the point of the thing. The point of the thing is to do it just because you like doing it. But with podcasting, sure, you could do it just because you like doing it, but there really is a back and forth element. It's not like you just add the audience side if you just feel like it. Then why would you release it? Then you would just do a podcast and never release that's it if right. that didn't matter. So people act like it doesn't matter and act like it, ma- it matters at the same time. So they have like, pro level aspirations with amateur level mindset so that's true i mean the best podcasts in the world like they do they're not a great example most of the time because it's so far away but they do run it like a business there's inputs and outputs you know whether they track the metrics or not there's metrics right they know um so yeah i mean i just think like treating it's like government it's like the government's 10 times more inefficient like if with money than a business is right it's like well shit if maybe if we started running this more like a business (laughs) maybe it would be more efficient right so i just say this i just use the same thing for podcasting every almost every post i have somebody goes yeah but ryan this works for life too i'm like yeah that's what i'm trying to tell you like my job doesn't really need to exist (laughs) like it's just like people want me to tell it to them. that's (laughs) right you know and we work with that it's much more it's much deeper than that but yeah, that would be my thought. So talk about your services that you're offering people in podcasting because people are afraid to get started in podcasting. It, it's it's a lot. You have you know the ropes and you have to be dedicated to this. So sometimes people really need help to get started and sometimes they just want people to do it for them. So what are those services that you're offering other people to help them get into the podcasting space? Yeah, so I'd say our bread and butter is really the planning. So it's podcast planning. So I use the word planning because it's synonymous with wedding planning, right? So I'm a, I'm a DJ. I do a lot of weddings. So I like to use examples when it comes to podcasting because it's kind of this thing that's hard to grasp sometimes. So what we do is we're like a wedding planner, but for your podcast. So we sit down with you. We know the best practices, right? We know, we know that if you don't put the parent dances right after the intros, that they're going to get lost in the sauce and they're never going to happen later on in the, in the wedding, right? Same thing for a podcast. I know that if you do this now, rather than if you do it later, it's going to be more effective or less effective, right? So we basically create the podcast with you one-on-one and that takes place over the course of five calls. And then we also, we, we match that with an intro and outro that's production, right? So, you know, a, a edited version of those, of the intro and the outro, as well as the graphic design. So we sell that all as a package and then we just kind of move up from there. So it's um, basically the first version, the first package is designing the show 
show, what I just described. The second one is designing it and producing it. So we become your producer as well. And then the third one is designing it, producing it and marketing it too. So those are kind of like the three stages. And each one of those, it's a full-time job. <laughs> a <laughs> yeah, lot a of people. A bunch of full-time jobs. Yep. <laughs> yeah. For 12 people. <laughs> uh, so do you offer those people transcription services, things like that? Show notes? Yeah. Yeah. So the production, so I guess you could look at this in two different sides. So the one side is like the onboarding side where we're one-on-one, you know, planning with you. And this side is the production. And then the production side within that is, yeah, full service audio editing, full service video editing, um, production, color correction, you know, compression, normalization, all that stuff. And then, you know, graphic design, right? So like episode specific cover art and YouTube thumbnails. Um, and then, uh, yeah, transcription if you need it and uh, show notes for sure as well. So anything production based. And then we all we go all up all the way up to, you know, or an organic content marketing strategy. Like if you're a business and you have the capital to do it, like this can be like a very legitimate arm of your, of your marketing. So it's kind of like, just depends on the scale. Yeah. Now your background, you know, you're a rapper. Uh, do you mix and produce your own uh, music? Yeah. So I've been really been just recording, um, producing and mixing, not as much mastering. I'd say not as much. I'm kind of producing my own beats but i normally i will sometimes use my producer's beats so yeah the answer is like yes but it's also just a mix um but right now i'm just getting back into the habit of producing so i've just been making beats and just recording uh and just finishing songs you know um but i had my first um like bigger live performance about a month ago so uh, i sold you know 30 or 50 tickets or somewhere in that range so that's the live performance side is also promising so i'm just kind of like i'm just trying to build a habit really so just trying to continue to do something yeah. i'm writing a book at the same time like i kind of just all, i do a little i kind of do a little bit of everything i just like to have something creative to work on so yeah man yeah. um i'm i'm just uh just kind of taking it as it comes but just trying to keep that habit i don't really have any uh sure i'd love to do a world tour right but uh but but for now i'm just trying to stick with it so yeah actually i i think you're pretty good at rapping I, I couldn't do that that's for sure and <laughs> it carries a good beat I, I liked what i heard it was good so you know i see teaching people to do this for themselves helps society do you offer those schooling uh places for people to learn podcasting and even mixing and rapping and stuff yeah, I mean, no, I would say you go definitely go to YouTube. There's just people that are just way better than me at describing it on YouTube. That's how I learned everything. Like, I was a mechanic for four years. I come from a blue-collar town, man. I learned all this shit on YouTube. So my own business, how to make music, all that type of stuff. Obviously, and I had mentors and, and people who, who did teach me live or one-on-one as well. But I would say, like, in terms of – so if you want to do any of this, especially podcasting – if you connect, I'm big on LinkedIn in terms of like, I'm not like a big influencer, but I post there a lot, um, approaching 10,000 followers over there. So that's kind of growing a little bit. Um, I post there every day, uh, and all of my posts are geared towards podcasting. Like if you took 
my posts for the last two years, you would have my whole framework. Like you would have everything. So it's all out there. Um, but no, I don't do any group coaching since podcasting is so specific, but I'm getting more, I do have an email list and I do have a YouTube channel for, for my business as well. So, um, I'd say between all those, um, you can get some good information and then, you know, you could also reach out to me directly and, and, you know, I treat whether we're doing an intro call or what I, uh, I, I just kind of consider it just coaching, man. Like I sit down with people and I give them kind of 30 minutes of of free advice. Like I'm not this guy like, all right, what's your uh, monthly goal? Like I just, we just talk, you know, it's kind of like, like what we're doing right now, man. So yeah, if whatever questions people might have, just reach out to me. I will hundred percent answer it. Yeah. You started college, went through college, you became a mechanic and you decided I'm not going to go through this mechanic thing and you become a podcaster and start working with your creativity. I, I myself, I was a mechanic and uh, ASE certified, all of that. And I hurt myself. That's why I quit doing things like that. What was your reason? Why did you give that up and want to, to go the easier route? Well, I don't know if it's easier, but you know, it doesn't bust you up as much. What made you choose going this way instead? I think it's because I liked doing that work, but I love what I do now way more. So it's like, it was just a matter of like, I found something that I was good at that I had a good work ethic. It's really just, that's what, 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 any of my success and kind of most of what I did was like, I wasn't the most like highly skilled person, but like I was always going to work and I was always going to show up. Um, and I was always going to try to do it faster. So, you know, that's kind of what brought me through. Like, but yeah, when it came to, you know, I would come home and then do this type of stuff. So it was like, okay, do I really yeah. want to do the thing I did during the day? Because you know, yep. I truly, I, I, I seriously think that's what it is with people too. Is like, they just don't, they can't get real with themselves about like, oh no, I actually don't like this job is okay for me, but it's not the thing. They just settle yeah. like on that and they don't just get real with themselves about it. So, you know, for me, it was, it was really that. And, uh, there's no future in it. There's literally like, I totally like people can argue with me. Like I love the trades, like, but being a mechanic is not the trade where you have a future. Like, unless you have your own shop, if you have your own shop, like now you're at a more of an advantage, but it's the guys selling. Yeah. And it's the people selling stuff who make the most money. So it's like, okay, now you're going to sell cars. That's right. And, and you know, I don't know, man, it just, yeah, it wasn't the, uh, (laughs) I didn't see the future in it. And, and like I said, uh, you know, my star, the stars aligned here with, you know, what I was doing plus the internet. So awesome. Yeah. You know, I was told podcasting is not a viable business. And I I thought to myself, wow, that's just bad advice. <laughs> you know, what what's your opinion on podcasting being a viable form of business? It's a viable form of business for people who have podcast businesses that are successful. So if somebody tells you that it's not a viable form of business, well, they probably don't have a successful podcast. That's a viable form of business <laughs> yeah. for them. It's like, yeah. it de- why are people telling us while we're growing up how to manage our money when they're all broke? It's the same thing. So it's like, <laughs> yeah, 
That's it's, right. Yeah. So I had to start working for millionaires to realize how millionaires think. It's like nobody's going to tell you that. I had to start working for successful podcasts to realize how successful podcasters think, you know? So, yeah, I, I uh, it's not a viable, good, viable form of business for people who are bad at business. So it's like if you're not good yeah. at podcast, if you don't know media and you don't know business and you're and you're not a, you know, I think you have to be a not that you have to be an overachiever, but you kind of have to grind it out if you want a podcast to be successful. If you're not in those things, it's not going to be a good form a viable business for you. Plus, if you're not a good speaker or interviewer on top of that, like if you just if you have everything stacked against you. I would just do something else. I would just write a book or something, you know? So I think for most people, most things aren't viable. And that's just podcasting falls into that category. That's true. That's true. Our time is running short. I can speak with you for hours on this. I love <laughs> podcasters and just creative people. Do you have a call to action for people today? Yeah, I think, you know, what I want to, what I've been promoting is my YouTube channel and I'll say why I'm promoting that um, and, and not my business um, because my ultimate, like my longer term goal for this is to have a larger personal brand. So really put all this stuff under umbrella, under the, that umbrella. I'm talking podcasting, hip hop, music, cars, you know, business, you name it. Um, so that's my longer term goal. Um what I'm doing with my YouTube channel, and I say YouTube channel, but it's really my podcast, is I'm now not just interviewing other people. I'm starting to speak myself about this, like about what I've done. And like, I don't really talk to my audience about my business. Like, I don't really like just I just don't really talk about it. So now I'm starting to talk about it. I'm starting to break it down. Like, hey, if you want to start a side hustle, this is how you can do it. If you want to start a business, like I'm not telling you how to launch a million dollar a year business. I don't know how to do that, but I just create content around things that I, that I have done. So um, yeah, the channel is Sully Bop. It's S-U-L-L-Y-B-O-P. That is going to change, but you can follow it there for now. I'm going to have two few separate channels moving forward here, but um, yeah, we're at almost a thousand subscribers. So, you know, if people want to go check that out and hit me with a subscribe, um, that would be amazing. Um, and there's weekly or slash, I mean, daily content basically on uh, everything from podcasting to, you know, just how to level up, um, how to start a business online side, hustle online business, you name it. Um, so yeah, I'm giving all the value over there, man. I, I just uh, really focusing in on, on that platform. All right. And what's the best way for people to find you, Ryan? Yeah, I'd say, you know, you can Google um, my, I would say don't Google Ryan Sullivan. If you Google Ryan R. Sullivan, I'll probably come up. Um, podcast Principles is my business. So you can Google that. It's, it's uh, uh, that's podcastprinciples.com as well. The website's almost finished uh, there. And yes, yeah, Sully Bop, S-U-L-L-Y-B-O-P. You can Google that. If you want to get in contact with me, it's Ryan at podcastprinciples.com. It's, it's kind of a little bit more difficult to get in contact with me and other than email these days, but, um, I will get back to everything. It just takes me time. So, um, but Ed, this has been amazing, man. I know uh, it just, uh, with the scheduling, it, it worked out that, that I had a hard stop, but, um, <laughs> man, I'd love to hop on. I'd love to do this again. Um, had no idea that you were a, uh, mechanic as well, which I think is always, I love talking to people who, who have been through it. Uh, I've you done many things, time. Ryan. Yeah. That's not, it's <laughs> I've so done many things. <laughs> I love it, man. Yeah. It's so been a delight having you. You're, you, you've, you're full of energy. You're a natural at it. So I want to say thank you for being part of the Dead America podcast. It, it really helps us. And 
just that connection and sharing with other people. That's what's important. Ryan, I want to say thank you very much. Thank you, Ed. Appreciate you, man. Keep doing this, man. Podcasting is it, man. I, 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 it's the best cheat code, best life hack there is. You know, if you want to know, it's a That's lot right. of work, but man, the rewards are, 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 are incredible, man. So just keep doing it, man. I love what you're doing. I agree. I agree. I agree that podcasting is changing lives and it's just beginning. So, yes, sir. Thank you for joining us today. If you found this podcast enlightening, entertaining, educational in any way, please share, like, subscribe, and join us right back here next week for another great episode of Dead America Podcast. I'm Ed Waters, your host. Enjoy your afternoon, wherever you may be.